What? Hey, Brad. Speaking. This is Trevor. Trevor's happy hour. Uh, man, you have me hooked on your driving your car around the block. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's like I, I have to wake up and see that. I don't know. There's like now I can't I can't go to sleep or I can't like I got to wake up to see you driving your car. Why'd you do that to me? It, it started <laughs> as a joke. We the uh, the parking meters go on at eight. I park my car out on the interior Boulevard when I get to work in the morning. And then uh, uh, it started as a joke. I put my, we used to use a company called Ustream for our video. And uh, um, it was kind of innovative at the time. And I set my, my car in the or my uh, phone in the windshield and uh, I took it around the block. And we had people listening from around the world. So it was kind of you know, interesting to them. In fact, I had I had uh, I ordered flowers from a. We live in Boise, uh, Idaho, part time, and I ordered flowers for my wife on her birthday, and I told the florist I gave her my address, and it was on Ventura Boulevard, and right. she said, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah," and she said, "Well, that's kind of iconic." So for people outside of L.A., people who don't know that that that's kind of a bad part of uh, Studio City. Um, you know, Ventura Boulevard is a big deal. So anyway, it started out as a joke and it's become a, a part of the show. And some days we have a couple dozen people riding along. Some days we have 50 people riding along. It's just a, it's become a ritual. Well, me as a radio guy, like I'm not as famous as you are, but. Um, oh, please. Oh, <laughs> please. You know what? I feel like, I don't, I don't know what radio is anymore, but that, that's the other problem. Um uh, but that's well, it's that's, like that's it's, a that's a big issue. I know, but when you said what inno- is, what, yeah, is, what is radio anymore? <laughs> I know what is it. You know, like, how, how long how long have you been doing this? Um, well, do you want to know my background? Really? Okay. Yeah. In nineteen ninety, I got a college. Uh, I got a, a radio broadcasting certificate, but I never used right. it. I never used it. It was in like a KBPK in Fullerton College. And I never right. used it. I never used it. And then I, I like, quit my job. And then I was at a bowling alley one day. And some guy goes, can you sell advertising? I go, for a radio? And I go, well, yeah, I can sell anything. So then I, like, got into this station out in San Bernardino and Riverside area. And I mm-hmm. was the number one salesman. And I built the station up. Um, but then... I was a producer for Poor Man from K Rock for about five years, and I brought uh, I brought him in. Which he's a he's a weirdo, but look, I, I like I'm Poor Man Trenton. Yeah, oh, you know him, huh? <laughs> I met him when I met him when he was at Kiss FM. When I when I first came to LA, I was working with uh, Rick Dees. My job was to try to get Rick Dees syndicated around the country, and and Poor Man was working with Rick at the time. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a he. He was an interesting guy. He's an interesting guy. Look, I don't want to. I should have said he's a weird. Well, he is a weirdo, but we all are, anyways. In radio, anybody that's in radio is weird. You have you have to be working radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like it was just fun to like get in with that. And I, I brought poor man to my station. He finally like took the hook, line, and sinker and came over. And as much as poor man strange. He, he, like, taught me a lot. I mean, it was, like, just watching him and his mannerisms and the way he did things. I did an article about him in the IE Weekly. Uh, I had a guy do it, and it said it's, like, he's, like, this drunk 
airline pilot who like wanders in there and then he like goes on the microphone and he's sober and he's like he becomes like Brad Pitt. It was like it was incredible. I mean in, in one yeah. second it's like flip a switch and you become on the radio something you're you're not. Well he the the thing the thing is once the mic was on, he was very genuine and I think people I think people kind of identified with that that uh the I don't know, kind of real uh there was something very real about him and and once the microphone went on you saw it but until the microphone went on you know, he was kind of out there yep he's out there and i had to drive around with him in his truck when he was out there so i've learned i learned both sides of him and it's it, it's it's hit and miss i don't know it's weird so 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 you got into radio kind of accidentally. It sounds like you went you went to school for it, but but you kind of uh, kind of kind of uh, accidentally fell into it. Well, in a sense, I did because look, I I had my own business and for like ten years, and then I moved out to the Inland Empire, and just one day in a bar, they were starting up this radio station. I met the general manager, and. He goes, do you know, I said, yeah, I got a degree in radio and I, I, I was a salesman and I'm like, I was a personnel manager and everything else. And, mm -hmm. uh, he goes, you're hired. And he just hired me. And I, it would just, then all of us, yeah, it was, I don't know, I guess it was accidental. So See, you, you got what I don't have. I don't have the sales gene. That was my problem in radio. I could do, you know, I could develop a new format or, you know, put a new station on the air or uh, teach uh, uh, program directors how to automate the radio station, how to use computers in the studio, but I could never sell to save my life, which is the reason that martiniinthemorning.com, after 12 years on the air, is still struggling because Brad doesn't have the sales team. Brad Martin. never... Well, you got to say who you are. Okay. Brad Martini Chambers is martiniinthemorning.com, right? Right. We we have a we have a we have an internet radio station we've had on the air for twelve years here in LA, based in LA. Uh, our listenership is around the world, and, and we we actually started when I was with uh, Clear Channel. I came to LA, like I said, to work with uh, Rick Dees and to help syndicate his show, but then. Uh, eventually, after doing a couple of the projects of the company uh, with uh, XM Satellite when it was around and some other things, they asked me to create a younger version of the adult standards format with, you know, Frank Sinatra and all that kind of music. But, but um, you know, uh, uh, what, what, what happened was my, my boss was, was friends with Rod Stewart, and Rod called one day. We were trying to find a format for uh, 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 570 AM, which is now the Lakers station. Mm -hmm. But uh, we were trying to find a format for it, and Rod Stewart called my boss one day. He said, hey, mate, I've, been, I've become Ella Fitzgerald. And he played a couple of cuts from his first Great American Songbook album. And my boss looked at me, and he said, maybe we have a format. And the next day, David Foster showed up in my office, and he handed me a CD, and it turned out to be so early cuts from Michael Bublé's first album. So, so that was the format, and we developed it on 570 AM here in LA. Right. And then the station was sold to uh, well, the, we moved to 690 AM, and the station was sold to to a Spanish company. Long story short, we went off the air in LA, 
and and uh, my wife and I decided to take it to the internet. So we formed this this uh, uh, morning dot com, and uh, we've been doing it for twelve years. But again, Brad doesn't have the sales gene. So see what I need a guy. What I need is a guy like like Trevor Garner who who can sell anything. Anything. You know, well, the, but see, I believed in my product. Like when, I, when we were getting started, we were like rough mm-hmm. and, and like I became the station. OK, and I, I see we didn't have anything and I started it. But then as I built right. it up, as I built it up, all these weirdos started coming in and trying to take over what I built. And then then that's why I quit. I go, I can't look. This isn't what I built. But the owner, he, it was a big mess. But that's, that's what radio is, right? It's a big mess. And yeah, it's a crazy. I mean, it's a crazy business. I mean, you you've done it long enough now. You know that. I know it. And look, this isn't my station anymore. Somebody took it away from me. That's that's a drag. Do you ever feel that way? Like when you're in radio, it's like you built it and then they took it away from you. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt many times. <laughs> I know, and uh, but then then you move hey, I'm on. Gl- I'm, but I, I'm, I'm I'm thrilled that you like our ride around the block. It's it's uh, it's stupid. It's um it's silly, but you know our our listeners enjoy it. We got people like I said. We got people around the world. We got a guy, a regular from Paris that 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 loves to take the ride around the block. We have got a guy in uh, Florida who's a PhD. He's a former uh, uh, Army intelligence officer, and he just loves it for a, a, a break in his day to, to see different scenery. And, you know, it's just it's silly. It's just something stupid that, that came uh, really, really happened by accident because, you know, it was just because I had to move my car to keep forgetting a $72 city of L.A. parking ticket. So, you know, it just it's just something that evolved organically and it's something silly we do. That really, Trevor. I mean, kind of yeah. like what you do. We're taking advantage of new technology. I mean, how, think about it. When you started out in radio, you know, could you could you show people video of your surroundings? Could you could you broadcast that to your audience? And then and then if you if you multiply that uh, with the internet, you know, back when I was a kid, I started radio in 1971. And uh, at a little station in a cow pasture in my hometown, it's up in Salinas, California. And, you know, we did the weather for, you know, Monterey and Salinas and Santa Cruz. And now I do the weather for uh, uh, for Studio City and for Paris, France and for New York because we have listeners in all those places. So we have all this new technology that opens itself up to these stupid stunts that, you know, driving around the block or, you know, whatever it is. And there's all kinds of new technology that opens up all, uh, all kinds of new opportunities for you to entertain your audience. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I like I can never open up to video for radio. It's it's impossible for me. It's like it. it there's no way I can incorporate both, because radio really? radio is not video. There's no way ever, because I used to go like to Las Vegas, and KDWN yeah. KDWN at night. And uh, right. I had a friend, his name was Pete Moss, uh, part-time Pete. And I, w- I don't know if you know who he is, but I used to do a show with him in the middle of the night, and like elderly people would call in, and they were like, you know, they couldn't sleep or whatever. we talk about, 
like classic movies and like that kind of stuff. Like I'm a nostalgia guy, and th- yeah, yeah. But but it's like you don't want to see the guy. I mean, I was sitting there and like he sits in, he, <laughs> and he sits in the dark, right? He just sits in the dark and he's smoking his cigarette and he's drinking his drink. Okay, like at the the Union Plaza Hotel in Vegas. Now that's good. Yeah, I, I'm very. Uh... Very familiar with KZWN. No, that I mean that's that's the challenge we have in radio. We're you know those of us who work in radio work in the radio because we can't work on on television. And you know the you know the old joke, Trevor. We're you know we're the perfect voice, or the perfect face for for radio. Right. So 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 adding adding video to radio stations is a little fraught. It's a little dangerous and. Uh, uh, you know, we just tried to. You know, we tried to expand it. We we've tried to go into some, do some print, and we tried to capture all the media uh, for this for this genre that we do with Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and Michael Bublé and Diana Krall and so on. We tried to capture uh, uh, obviously, you know, audio entertainment. We've we've also tried to add. Uh, Add video and some print. We do a like a newsletter, uh, uh, like a e, like an e magazine kind of thing. And it's just it's it's hard because you know radio. When we got into radio, when guys like you and me got in, well, you got in later than I did. But when I got well, that's radio, that, but I, I got to back up on that one because but when I was a kid, I my grandmother turned yeah. me on to Ray Bream and like. Uh, and those type of guys, and like I, I would listen right. to, I would listen to in the background. All KBC has lousy ratings now, but I would right. listen to all that. And uh, Egg Bach, remember Egg Bach? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but see, but, but back at like ninety six ninety, like that's what you like went to. But right, and then you had like ninety three KHJ. I mean, that, I would be on my little fo- my little like uh, fo- or uh, yeah transistor radio. Yeah, but you. But you're 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 a kid. I mean, but but you're right. I mean, back in the day, when when those of us who got into radio back in the you know the earlier days of radio, you know, we were safe sitting in the studio with the lights off and the the microphone, and you know, and people use theater of the mind. They they I I had a when I was in the Air Force, uh, uh, I had a I was working for Armed Forces Radio in Spain. And I had a base commander, his wife, they were stationed off at Air Force Base in Omaha. And his wife was a big big fan of uh, KOIL, the AM station in Omaha. And Charlie Tuna was the morning guy. Mm-hmm. And I had the privilege of, of working with Charlie. He was uh, did weekends for us on, uh, on uh, Fabulous 570 back uh, in the early aughts. Anyway... This this lady that uh, uh, her her husband was my base a uh, wing commander in Spain uh, when they were in, in Omaha she said she said I had this real fantasy about Charlie Tuna and I heard he was doing a live broadcast in downtown Omaha and I went down there and I saw him and now Charlie's gone so I I can say this about him but she said I got down there and she said I was so disappointed I had these big fantasies about this. You know, handsome guy because he had this deep voice and he was funny. And I got down there, I saw him, and I was so disappointed. And you know, that's that's the way it is in radio. You know, we're we're like like I said, we're the perfect face for radio. So so when you add video to it, it's kind of dangerous. You know, that's right. And but the other thing too is, 
like I did my show, Trevor's Happy Hour at uh I'll just say it. I, I call it KC well, I'll just say KCAA in San Bernardino. Um Right. But the thing is, I mean, I was on like stick cam and all these other things and there's my videos are up. But look, I ain't nothing good to look at. I mean, but you know what? It's hey, just, Trevor. What? Trevor, if we, were, if we were handsome guys, we wouldn't be doing radio. You can't tell me you're in the movie. Well, I am what I am. I am what I am, like Popeye said, right? <laughs> you do what you do what you can, you know? Yeah, you and I like, you I like you a lot because, like, back when I was living out in the Riverside, San Bernardino area, uh, it was – I would listen to you every morning. And I, I don't know. It's Martinez. I knew somebody was. Now I know who it was. It was me. But did you? Do you really drink? It was at, you. Do you? Do you really drink in the morning? Uh, not anymore. I had a little personal confession time. I had a stroke about three years ago, mm-hmm. and um, and and by the way, the doctor said the main reason I had the stroke was because I quit drinking for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so 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 word of the wise: never stop drinking hey um yeah 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 but i got people listening but i told them to mute because they're listening like in my chat rooms they're all listening to you right now uh oh Uh -oh. that's bad news uh but 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 um yeah we used to do like uh we would have bartenders come in and we would have them make you know different kinds of uh martini type drinks in the morning um he is the new messiah What's that? Oh, you got Irving the Indian boy wants to ask you a question. He What's just, that? He just question. popped in. Irving, just say hi to Irving, and then he'll tell you. I said hi, he is he is the new Messiah. Yeah, and that's what he's saying about you, I guess. I well, because you drink in the morning. We well, we, you... we we used to have we used to have bar. Uh, there are a couple guys who did uh, like exhibition bartending. They would do shows. With uh, uh, where they would do, um, you know, mixed fancy drinks and stuff, and we used to have them come in like every major, well, every excuse for having a drink, and they would come in in the morning. And my morning show partner, who's eighty years old, Mother Miriam, we call her, uh, Mother Miriam would, uh, uh, after about three sips of, of of their drinks, she was she was broken, badly broken. It was it was like. And people call me Buzz Brad, and you know we had we had lots of fun. So, you know we 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 have we have a lot of fun with the the martini culture, right? And and you're still, I mean, you don't judge people because they drink, do you? <laughs> as long as people don't judge me because I drink, I don't judge people because they drink. Thank you, but is it, that's the other problem with this uh, this society today. Like I was in rehab. Okay, Brad, I was court ordered. Now, listen to this. I went into rehab up in, like, uh, Century City. And, mm-hmm. and but every all the other people in rehab were on, like, meth and crack and everything else. And they go, you're only in here because you drink? And then I talked to Andrew Dice mm-hmm. Clay. Yeah, yeah. And I talked to Andrew Dice Clay, and he goes, you need to switch your vice. It's like, what? I go, this is crazy. It's like, like I'm like, I'm like an outcast because I drink. That's funny. Hey, listen. Speaking of Andrew Dice Clay, I hate to to, to digress, but um, I was go ahead digress. Of, I, I was never a fan of Andrew Dice Clay, and when I saw that he had been cast as Lady Gaga's father in *The Stars Born*, I thought, 
Oh, that's got that's that's terrible. When I saw I saw the movie, I was up in Boise uh, visiting my wife last week, and I saw the movie, and he was brilliant in the Phenom- movie. He's phenomenal. Have you seen it yet? Star- I haven't seen it, but I know Have he's you seen phenomenal. No, I haven't. Seen- now I'm going to go watch it. Okay, but Have I haven't you seen, seen the watch- original. Well, which which original? The one. The one in 1928, or the one in uh, uh, what 1954 with Judy Garland, or the Barbara Streisand in 1974. You know, which one do you consider, yeah, yeah, consider to be real? What he's trying to well, say is that, that, that actually get, right there is a really good Irving. question because I couldn't tell you. But I'd okay. say all be- <laughs> because, because because each one, even though it has the title and the same basic storyline, each one is very different. I mean, if you if you look. The Barbara Streisand was dramatically different from the Judy Garland uh, version back in the fifties, with the uh, with with the you know uh, the man that got away and all the, all the, that great uh, that great music. Uh, I was at a a presentation at uh, uh, Harmon International. The people who make like JBL speakers and stuff, and they mm-hmm. and one of the one of the demos they did, they played one of the songs in the soundtrack. And it just filled the room. Lady Gaga is just amazing. But Andrew Dice Clay in that movie was brilliant. He right. was absolutely brilliant. I'm he not, is a brilliant I'm not person. A fan, but... And I told him, I said, you know what? You are the Dice man, and you're the greatest. And he, he goes, but I, Trevor, I support you and like trying to get sober. Look, I knew he was talking, not tongue-in-cheek. I mean, come on. I mean, he's not. Like, the thing is. Everybody in that place was on drugs and heroin and like shooting needles and stuff. I look, I right. was, all I did was drink some some booze. Yeah, yeah. Switch my advice. Hey, just remember, remember, Trevor. I had a stroke because I quit drinking. So keep that in mind next time somebody tells you to quit drinking. We have another guy who wants Trevor, to talk to you. Trevor, got, Trevor, my God, never quit drinking. Hey, but we got another guy. Never quit drinking. Hey, Brad, we have another guy named Zombie. He wants to talk to you, zombie. Talk to Brad. I I think that's brilliant advice. I'm not to ask my sister about that. She's a he's a registered nurse, but I I love the idea. That could be a shock to your system, though. You know, it it, it is it is. You you the, my uh, I one of my daughters went through uh, she went through some problems. She went through rehab, and they told they said there are two there are two things. I can't remember what the other one is. There are two things you never go cold turkey uh, cold turkey on, and one is alcohol, because it's such a shock to your system. In my case, my body was so accustomed to my blood being thinned by alcohol that my my when I quit drinking, my the my blood got thicker and it couldn't pass through my uh, 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 vessel, the blood vessel of my brain, and I. <laughs> I mean, so never. Quit drinking. It's not good for you. And there, there it is, right I'm there. Gonna, I'm, that's a public I'm, service I'm announcement. A public <laughs> service announcement from Brad Martini Chambers. Never w- quit drinking. I, I, I could have said it I, better. <laughs> I'm definitely not the poster child for AA. Believe me. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I don't think any of us on this asshole show. Yeah. Our poster children. Well, you know why? It's, that's why it's called Trevor's yeah. Happy Hour. I mean, an AA messes your buzz up, man. That's right. You guys sound like you have lots of fun on the air. That's what that's what radio should be all about. It should be because if you're having fun, you know your listeners are having fun, and that's, that's the key. So 
keep having fun. Keep you know, keep doing what what makes people laugh. Keep make, keep doing what makes you laugh. And uh, uh, I, you know, I'd love it if you call me again, Trevor. I will. You know what? And maybe I'll sell some ads for you. Hey, I'm I'm game. We're we're man. We're uh, we've been we've been uh, we've been struggling like this for twelve years. And, you know, I I made I made a good salary when I was a clean hey 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 hey. Uh, excuse me. Where are you at? We're in, in, the, uh, studio in the studio city. city. Oh, okay. Okay. Go on. Hollywood adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but like what I would right, do, right. like, but but again, see, like the newspapers, like the L.A. Times, and all those papers are going out of business because nobody reads the paper anymore. But but right, see, but see, right. Brad, Brad was dealing to an elderly audience, and that's the other thing I'm thinking about. Well, like, well, well, like like Frank Sinatra stuff, and like you know, like Bobby. Uh, Dick. Zombie's like elderly. He's like twenty-four, no, man. But, but Brad, the uh, audience, the audience you're like targeting is like had they're wealthy, but that you know what, they're elderly. I'm I'm sixty-two. Yeah. I love the Rat Pack. I, okay, okay, but, I'm, but let, I'm, let Brad talk. I'm, 50, I'm I'm fifty-three, and I'm at the top end. Our audience ranges from um, the majority of our audience is about from about fifty to sixty-five. But what's really interesting, Trevor, is the number of, of young people that are discovering this music. I got an email today from a girl in Germany that wants to buy, you know, we're subscription now. And she wants to buy a subscription for her boyfriend. And the, they're like 32 years old. And, you know, it, it's young people that are discovering this music. My, my number two son, who's 36. 37 mm-hmm. he uh we were having breakfast uh, a couple of years ago and he, he he bought a turntable and he was out buying class, uh, old uh vintage vinyl and he said there's this one guy i really love really like his name is tony something i said tony bennett he said yeah that's him tony i mean my, my generation my generation has some societal baggage we were told you know, don't trust anyone over 30. You know, don't like anything your parents like. So we dissed this music just because it, it was uncool to like it. But with, uh, with uh, millennials and Generation Xs, they don't care. If they like the music, they like the music. There's no style baggage that goes along with it. And so we have more and more young people coming to the format they they don't like it or not like it they just fall into it according to what they're told to do it's 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 what is on multimedia well well i mean if if they if they're going to gravitate toward what's on on multimedia they're going to listen to you know jay-z and beyonce and all that although we we play beyonce we have we have beyonce cuts from uh she did the movie Cadillac Records, where she played basically Etta James, and uh, you know we play Beyonce, we play Robert Palmer, we play, and, and again they're all doing standards, but we play uh, uh, we play James Taylor doing standards, we play uh, uh, who else do we play for the pop world? Um, Eric Clapton, Linda, B.B. King, Linda Ronstadt, Linda oh, Ronstadt, you know, Linda Ronstadt, Rod, Rod, Rod Stewart did. Did five Great American Songbook albums. He sold 110, 110 million units doing Great American Songbook stuff. I mean, he got his first. Rod Stewart got his first Grammy 
out of all the songs he did over the years, he got his first Grammy doing um, doing uh, the the Rodgers and Hart song "Blue Moon." I mean, there is something there is something to this music. And baby, we played Paul McCartney. He did uh, he did an album called "Kisses on the Bottom," where he does uh, uh, a bunch of great American songbook songs. So you know, and we Mar- we play Marvin Gaye, um, and, and and again, all great. I mean, not not their not the stuff that you know by them, not the hit stuff, not not Marvin Gaye doing R and B, you know, heard it through grapevine or whatever. We play you know, we play him doing great American songbook stuff like "Strangers in the Night" and 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 this could be the start of something big. I met Marvin's daughter years ago and she told me her, that her dad and her dad really looked up to people like Nat King Cole, and Frank Sinatra and so on. So, so all these artists, Smo- Smokey Robinson, we play doing, uh, doing great American songbook stuff. So, so, I mean, it's a very, uh, uh, hip amalgam of, uh, you know, the Frank Sinatra's and Tony Bennett's mixed in with the, the, the Michael Bublé's and the, Rod Stewart and, 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 you know, the, the artists that you, that, that we all know, you know, right. Cool. And so it's fun. Go ahead. And we ride around the block and right around the block for like two minutes. No, it's like 12 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. But, but like, like blue I sky mean, shining I, at me. I stretch it out. I, I, good. No, no, listen, listen, this is today's blue I, sky shining at me. Nothing that smoke that I see. <laughs> you're, see, you're you're like me. You're like you just like you like you have no shame, do you? I have no shame. I listen, Trevor. I've done this for uh, forty five years, and at this point, you know, I I, I, I raised five kids and uh, ten grand. I have ten grandkids, and I just do I do what you know what 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 my instinct tells me is necessary to entertain our audience and, and I've been working with, with this group of listeners for really, if you include the time on KLAC, I've been working with this group of listeners for 15 years. So I kind of, kind of know the audience. They know me and, um, you know, it's, it's not about shame. It's about, uh, no, it's like, know. it's like my show too. Like, like I go, Oh, there's zombie, like zombies on now. I mean, that you know your listeners. I mean, you just know them, and you like, and like I, I see you on there, and you go, oh, he's from Orange County, or he's from like here and there. And there. You know where these people are from. You really remember them. Yeah, they're your, they're your friends. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, like we got a guy in in uh, Brussels, Belgium, who's, who's a, who works for the uh, European Commission, and we've got a guy, the the guy in Paris I mentioned earlier. He's an interior architect, and you know we've got. I mean, we got people all over the world. We know a lot about them. It's a, it's a, it's. A, I had a guy today from Moscow who, who was having trouble listening, and you know we we figured it out. And on, in fact, I, I had the guy at uh, Harmon that did the presentation that we went to. Uh, we do a thing on uh, New Year's Eve uh, at midnight in different time zones. We uh, we ring in the new year and one and and years ago, 2009. This guy's name is Chris Dom. Uh, he worked at that time in in Potter's Bar, which is a suburb of London. His wife is an expert on bells. Uh, who knew there was a an expertise on bells? But there was this church yeah. in Aylesbury, England, right outside of England, and I, at midnight uh, in, in England time, his wife was ringing in the new year. And Chris was standing there with his cell phone, and we were listening to his wife ringing in the New Year from Aylesbury, England, from this 
church that was built in the year like 1000 or something. I mean, we do, we do weird stuff like that. We drive around the block. We have, we, we have, we, we, the, the guy from Moscow, uh, Moscow called us from red square and r- rang in the new year for red square in Moscow. I mean, you know, when, when, when we all started out on radio, you couldn't do stuff like that. You know, it just, it just, the technology wasn't there. So we take advantage of the technology. We know it. We know the audience. We have some fun with it. That's all there is to it. Well, the Does other zombie thing too, zombie, zombie would agree. Cause he, zombie's an old man. And, uh, <laughs> like me, he's a, no, he's a, he's and gonna, it was, and, and I was in the air force. He was in the air force, but he's going to get social security. Like, uh, like in a, in a month, he's going to get his first social security I, check. I'm wait. I'm waiting. I, I'm trying to hold out till I'm 66 and, uh, uh, 66 and a half to get my social security. Zombie, when were you in the Air Force? Hey, 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 pardon me. Uh, sorry to break in. How old are you right now? 63. Uh, zombie, you're the youngster. Yeah, zombie. Yeah, we're all the same age. Just you're about five minutes behind there. <laughs> Zombie's taking so, it. Zombie, zombie, when were you in the Air Force? I, I got out. I got out in '76. Uh, um, uh, I got out in '70. I got out in '79. Well, that's when I would have gotten out. <laughs> uh, uh, I see. I, I, I didn't want to be there, <laughs> so I spent most of the time trying to get out. To tell you the truth. <laughs> what, did you, what did you? What? What? What did you do in the Air Force? Well, I started out um, at Rack, of course, everybody does, and got my first blow job here. Um, we'll move on. <laughs> Shut up, zombie. Zombie is like Clanger. <laughs> then I got they sent me to Shepherd and they're gonna make me a uh Corman. But Shepherd's in my, uh, what Amarillo, Texas? Yeah. yeah. Caught my first uh, caught my first tornado there. And I yeah. and they're gonna make me a Corman, so I I, I wanted out. So I told him I was yeah. afraid of blood. Uh, didn't work. <laughs> it, it didn't work. They made me a bus drive. Really? They made they made a bus ride and they sent me to the the UP, Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Yeah. I'd only had my hey, driver's saw, license. Yeah, hey, I saw you, right? Yeah. I'd only had yeah. my driver's license for about three or four months. They sent me up there to drive a bus. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hey, this, well, I, this is good I, history I on do, zombie. I got to do Armed Forces Radio when I was in the Air Force. Unfortunately, they sent me first to uh, this little island out in the Aleutians that was... Uh, Oh my God! Desolate. But uh, that's but what my then, dad uh, warned. He uh, said, "Don't join the air force, son. They'll stick you out in the middle of nowhere." <laughs> they uh, they sent me out in the middle of nowhere. My last two years, though, I was in Madrid, Spain, and that was pretty pretty nice. And, that's uh, where my uh, uh, that's funny. That's where my friend of mine um and he, and he got out in the seventy nine to uh, outside Mallorca, and, and I don't know the oh, air wow. base. Yeah. I, I, but I that, know, you know I, that I, back I, in that time, if you screwed up, you're out. It, it, they didn't need you anymore. So that's a that's a great that's. A, but in, any place that you you serve in Spain or really around the Mediterranean, pretty pretty nice duty, and uh, but, uh, that was a good good experience. I I, I worked at the um, I was a volunteer um, um, DJ at the at the base um, radio station. In fact, it was only that was only stereo in the area. Of, you up there, you had to have cable. And, right. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. 
Well, zombie, we'll have to talk about the uh, talk about our Air Force days one day. One day. One day. Hey, you hey, guys hey, are hey, talking hey, about hey. it right now. I think that's totally cool. <laughs> hey, Trevor, I'm going to turn on NBC and throw my uh, throw things at TV and uh, watch that for a while and get some sleep. But I really I appreciate I, I, you 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 we tried to connect before, and I appreciate your patience and. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show and talk about martinthemorning.com. Thank you. But hey, thank you. I want to ask one more question to Brad before he goes. Hey, Brad. Shoot. Yeah. When when is when is the best time to take a leak? The best <laughs> time to take a leak as a radio when guy. Got, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When the, when the urge when, when the urge when hits, you, got to? you go. Like, when you got to when you got to go, you got to go. And the older and the older we get, the more often you have to go. Oh man, you ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like when you're doing a show and then you you just run and what do you do? Like put a record on? Well, you know the the good thing, uh, my experience with Clear Channel, part of part of what I did is I I taught uh, 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 program directors and radio disc jockeys how to use computers instead of CDs and and records and all that. So now we yeah. have you know digi- digital automation. So you just put the uh, automation in auto and go to the bathroom. It's not like the old days where you had to put on a long record when you had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. So there's Martini in the morning on five. Oh, just go to Martini in the morning. Tune in. My, uh, Martini in the morning. Hey, what happened to Martini morning? He was supposed to be here. on the radio a couple of days ago. That's him. This We're is Brad. No way. Was he? See, like Irving is so dumb, he doesn't understand that you are Martini in the morning. This is the, this is how dumb this guy is. Irving, Irving's about a half a quart into. He, He's on right him. now, Irving. See, this this is oh, the, this, well, these are radio on. these are radio <laughs> these are radio break. listeners. They don't even know that you are Martini in the morning. <laughs> That's funny. You guys have way you guys you guys have way too much fun. <laughs> Guess what? They really enjoyed your company. Tonight, I will buddy. sell. I will and, uh, sell. I, I will I, sell. I will sell your show if we can come up with like a product, which you already have. But but I, you have to like mm-hmm. what you what you have to do is uh, oh see the window cleaner. I guess I can incorporate it with like drinking a lot. That's that's the other problem with there my show. Like Trevor's happy hour. Like everybody's drunk. <laughs> Everybody's what drunk. We done that. Everybody's drunk. Okay. Brad. Hey Trevor, I'll send, I'll send you. I'll send you an email with some ideas. All right. Hey, hey go to my website, trevorshappyhour.com. Listen to some of the interviews I've done. I mean, sometimes I'm really shit faced on those interviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes he's really not though, and sometimes well, they're really good. Like, 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 okay. like some of the some of these Once are good. Once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but. But don't stop drinking. That's that's uh, Brad Martini Chambers. Don't that. don't stop drinking. It's Thank bad, you. It's bad for you. Okay. Good night. Brad. All right. I promise. Good night. Good night, Brad. I, what? I, I promise. Boy Scout salute. I shall not. <laughs> good night, Brad. Stop drinking. Good night, Brad. Good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs>